Hey everybody, Chase Nobles here, founder over at Kush.com. Today I've got William O'Boyle here from Metal Leaf with us. Uh, interesting story. Can't wait to jump into it with you, William. How are you today? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just uh, got done with the trees outside. Had to trim the trees in my yard. You know, it's just normal stuff for the day. And uh, we fulfilled all our orders yesterday. So today is kind of like chilling with Chase. Right on. No, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. You know, you have an yeah. interesting, you have an interesting story, William, and uh, yeah. I think it's something that a lot of people would love to hear. Um, but Absolutely. straight from you, how did you get into this business? What, what was the inspiration? You know, where did you start, and and how did how did that happen? So it's real, real interesting. Um, I've been an entrepreneur uh, for a long time, not really. <sighs> By choice, it was a lack of options. I couldn't get jobs because I have a record and I had bad credit because of, you know, my backstory, which I'll get into then, uh, you know, when we when we get to that. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I had been selling life insurance door to door for almost 10 years. So I got my life insurance license when I was 25. I'm 37 now. Um, and um, so, so such a, such a God thing happened. I, I, I was doing really good in life insurance, but I was burning out, had an agency. Um, I was obviously it's door to door. So it was kind of crazy. Um, but I got into hemp a year before, um, COVID hit. And as you know, COVID shut down the whole world, meaning that if I didn't see the benefits of CBD a year before that, I would have been out of uh, an agency because I couldn't go door to door. They wouldn't let you do it. So I noticed the benefits from CBD a year before that. And I had started doing that side hustle with the flower because flower was big when it came out and um, COVID hit. And by that time I was 95% hemp. So it was just God stepping into my life and, you know, leading me where I need to go. I mean, I feel better when I'm around the plant, you know what I mean? The plant, the plant is a, is a living thing. And if you nurture it, it'll nurture you. So that's kind of how I got into it. Right on. And you, you, you mentioned in kind of the, the, the pre-interview questions that you uh, were a pro baller. Tell us a little bit about that. It sounds like, you know, sustained some injuries that this plant yeah. has helped you out with, you know, what, yeah. what happened, you know, how did that, and, and how did you discover hemp being kind of a solution for some of the challenges you were dealing with? Yeah. So I, uh, so I've been playing, I played ball for quite some time. Um, and, uh, my first injury was in high school and uh, it was a shoulder injury. And right from there when I was, so that was like when I was 15, um, I, I, in high school, I started as a sophomore and I had my first injury. So um, they put me on painkillers and I had my first injury, uh, my first surgery that year, which was my a dislocation surgery. My shoulder, um, it wouldn't stay in the socket. You know, you can, if you have a dislocated shoulder and only happens once or twice and you have proper healing time, you don't have to get the surgery. Mine wouldn't stay in the socket. So I had to get in the surgery. So I got that. They, they prescribed me Vicodin. I got them. I got off them that time, that first time, but I also had those withdrawal effects. Fast forward to uh, my senior year, another shoulder injury. Um, more now, now we're on Percocets. Um, that one was a lot harder to get off scholarship to college, um, kind of just kept on taking them because when you have that much shoulder injuries, you start using your head as, as the, as the way to hit contact. So 
that I just, that kind of happened all the way through college. And, um, I kind of just fell off. I started getting sloppy. My hand-eye coordination wasn't there. When you do opiates, uh, you can't catch the ball because your hands are sweating most of the time. So you can't catch the ball. So I've kind of lost it. Um, and then, uh, I had my, my dark years. Uh, I had dark years from the time I was 20 to the time I was 30. I mean, I was, I was homeless. Um, I've had a lot of dark times, uh, the 10 years that I was, you know, using, uh, it went from Percocets all the way to injection use. And that's and this, the, this isn't, this isn't an uncommon story, right? You know, I'm sure you met no. people in that time dealing with the same exact thing. You know, you get a sports injury, especially yeah. when you were in high school, that was the beginning of the opioid. Right. Right. And yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where it really, you know, and I, I think most people probably watching this have have a friend or have gone through this themselves and uh, have seen mm -hmm. it, you know, take that effect on people's lives. It's, it's a tough place to be. I can't imagine kind of that struggle. Yeah. It was, it was tough. You know, what made it harder is um, I, we lost on, on my mom's side of the family. We were really close to everybody. It was just, it was a closer side than my dad's side, but we lost like five people in five years. People were passing away, dying from overdoses. I mean, the, the crack epidemic and the opioid epidemic decimated America in several different ways. Um, my uncle was part of that crack epidemic. Um, and he actually was the good, one of the men that helped, helped raise me. He passed away from that. My, our generation was opiates. So you went from crack to opiates. Now I'm, I was kind of, you know, obviously gotten to that, but even, even the opiates aside, you know, even if I was able to kick the opiates, I wasn't able to kick the emotional side of what was happening in my personal life and the opiates helped like they, they numb that down. So it's a, it's a dual diagnosis thing. You have to tackle both things at the same time. And, um, CBD is kind of what filled that void to, to get me, I got sober on my own, but CBD, I had a lot of brain trauma from, you know, football. CBD is what kind of help my neural pathways get to where they are today. Consistent use. Right. That's, um, I mean, that's an unlikely story to get clean on your own. Um, yeah. did you start using CBD before then? Had you tried other things? You know, I hear a lot about yeah. Kratom, things like that. What are your, what's your opinion on, you know, kind of the, if anybody's listening to this, that's dealing with this or in that place right now, what would you tell them? Uh, what I would say is don't try Kratom because it'll lead you back to your opiate because it is an opioid antagonist and you will have the same effects. Can't tell you how many people come to my retail store. They ask me if I sell Kratom and I say no. And I ask him why. And he's like, that's good. Cause I'm trying to get off of it, you know, and I'm actually withdrawing right now. And I, I get them on the right stuff because I know that it'll help. But, um, I've tried everything, Chase. I mean, I, I did the meetings. I did the halfway houses. Um, I was on probation. Um, you know, I, I tried all of that stuff, but it didn't work because it's like, so it's people, places, and things. You got to change your people, places, and things. Um, I, you know, the one thing that did work was working the steps in NA because it's kind of like the 10 commandments for NA, you know, but the 10 commandments in the Bible and the 10 commandments for um, and they are, they intertwine together. They're pretty much the same thing in different wording. So that worked, but the people around the meetings didn't work because they were just so fixated on their addiction. Like you got to stop talking about it at some point, you got to move on. You know, I just keep it in my rear view, you know, like that's where I came from. But, um, 
I wouldn't recommend Kratom. Um, I would recommend getting yourself into meetings and, and working the steps, but there's a natural progression out of it. Um, it took me 10 years to get clean. I'm seven years clean now. Um, this time I had already worked those steps and I already had that base of people that were sober around me from the rooms. I didn't, I haven't gone to a meeting or worked the steps at all this time because I had already done it in my past recovery. But what happened for me this time is CBD, God, and a whole lot of weights. I work out a lot because it's an endorphin thing. You've got to pick up something that, that pops your endorphins the way that other stuff did. You have to replace it. You know, so that's, that's the most important thing, replacing your addiction with the healthy addiction or several of them. Right. Know? It's hard to replace from, from my, very hard to replace. And so, you know, kind of, you got to overcompensate. Oh, I think I lost your video there. There we go. I should be good. Yeah. I'm on my cell phone. Oh, so. no, no worries. No worries. Either <laughs> way, I'm glad to have you here. Now you have started yeah. a business in the hemp and cannabis industry. Uh -huh. And that business is, is, has seen some success and fortunately you did it right before COVID because you, you, you know, you did have a job that was dependent on shaking hands and meeting people door to door, which also yep. sounds brutal. But I imagine when you get that sale, it's a, it's a little bit of that same, like you were talking about that endorphin rush, right? You can do, you can do anything in this world if you could sell something door to door. Right. Right. Anything. And it's, that's a pretty cool place to be. It takes a lot of, you know, guts to be able to go walk up and knock on the door and pitch what you mm -hmm. got. Getting into yeah. CBD on that timeline, you know, seems like kind of the perfect transition. What have you done with the business? Where are you at? Where are you looking to go? And, you know, for everybody listening, what have some of the challenges been that you faced? Yeah. So the, the hemp industry was such a brand new, it was a brand new industry. And everybody rushed into it and it has evolved so much and, and you have to be able to pivot. Um, so the, some of the, we'll start with some of the challenges in the industry. You've got to be able to recognize the trend and where it's going and you have to be, you have to have no ego and ego and be willing to make those healthy transitions. Like say, for instance, the challenges were, okay, so two years ago I was selling 500 to a thousand pounds of hemp a month. Okay. Um, a year ago, I was selling 250 to 500. I'd say monthly now, I sell about five to 10. Now, I, that was like that all of like half of 2021. I'm thinking to myself, is this, am I going to have to pivot out of this industry um, into straight retail? Because we do have a retail store. I'll get into that as well. But um, I had to figure out, figure out how to continue to make money, continue to help people and continue to work with hemp all three. Um, so Meta Leaf was born basically in my kitchen while we were um, making products, you know, like that's, that's kind of how we're, we're, we're making products. Um, and then, uh, and that, that what funded Meta Leaf and got, got it where it is today is bulk, bulk sales. Uh, unfortunately, the bulk sales in the industry, um, it's not as enjoyable as the retail, the bulk sales, you have to learn how to pivot. So it went from bulk flour to bulk extracts. We were able to make that. So now Metal Leaf has a division called Canna Hemp Labs. Canna Hemp Labs sells all the bulk extracts to some of the biggest names in the industry. Um, but Metal Leaf is where my passion is because that cutthroat part of the industry, it's cutthroat. It's cutthroat. And there's a lot of people there that have their best interests in mind and are willing to screw you to get there. Um, now, Metaleaf 
the retail and the website and all that stuff and the retail store, it's a labor of love because you, you come in there now, obviously for reasons, you can't say it will help, but you can say it may help or can help. So that's all you do is you, you, you sit down with these people that are on so many different things that we don't really, we can't even pronounce these names and we know where they come from. Um, and you just say like, well, you know, this may help, this may help. Why don't you try this? You know, and you, you, you see people, we've had the store open for a year now. You see people come in and they're better and they're better after 30 days. They're better after two weeks, their anxiety has gone. They're talking to you normal. Um, they've been able to justify taking their mask off for the first time in two years, which is huge. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Um, that's where I see MetaLeaf going. I want to have a way to get to people on a one-on-one -on -one basis, like I did in life insurance and consult and aid them to getting better naturally with this medicine. I think that's a great mission. And it sounds like you're delivering on it. Um, for everybody listening, where's your retail location at? How can they find out more about MetaLeaf and, and what you got going on and uh, be yeah. a part of you know, the growing community. Yeah. So MetaLeaf, uh, it's, it's one and only retail store right now is in Lago Vista, Texas, which is right outside of Austin, which is, you know, I don't want you guys to move here, but I want you to know it's really nice because I don't want the city too congested. I'm just kidding. Um, it's already happening. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you look at what's happening in Seattle and Portland and San Francisco, you can understand why, but yeah. Yeah. So we're in Lago Vista. Um, our next location is going to be in Taylor, Texas. Um, Samsung just dropped a whole lot of money in, the, in Taylor, Texas. So we're going to have a, a store on Main Street. Our website doesn't have a ton of SEO around it because I don't know anything about computers. I'm 37 years old. I can barely type. Um, but we just put a little, a little bit of investment money in the SEO with a great company um, that we're working with. So um, your search results, if you're in the Hill Country of Texas or you're in the Austin area or in the states around it, You'll be able just to search us and find it. But the uh, website is metaleafrx.com. It is under construction, so it's a little choppy right now, but we're getting there. Right on. Well, congrats on everything that you've been able to do. Congrats on getting clean and living a healthier lifestyle. I, I think everybody should have a lot of respect for that, uh, you know, for the low odds of, you know, making that transition. And great job on the yeah. business. It's a pleasure to have you in the community. And excited yeah. to interview. Thank you so much. Appreciate Chase, man. Appreciate you. William, have a good one and we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon.